Keeping secrets in the therapy room is death to therapy. It's, it's going to wind up you having a very poor experience because the person is missing information. Now, I understand someone who comes in and they kind of feel like, I don't want to word vomit all over this person and just make them think I'm crazy. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Folks, you've gotten on to counselorscanhelp.com. You've made that first appointment. You're feeling good about it. And now you're wondering what to do next. So we're going to dive into these topics in the show, answer a lot of questions that people typically have about their first session. We want to give you a comfort level and a preparation level and confidence going to that first session. That's what we're going to do. Let's get started on the show. Okay, folks, we're back with Counselors Can Help. Uh, I'm Merrill Fink. Counselorscanhelp.com is where you can find me, where you can find the things from the show. Today's show is going to be, uh, I guess, format back to show one, and that's just me talking. And the subject is your first session with a therapist. You've made that first appointment. You're thinking, now what? Now what do I do? How do I get through this? How do I get the best of that? So um, on this show, we'll answer questions such as how to prepare for a therapy session, what I should tell my therapist, topics to discuss with your therapist, what to tell your therapist in the first visit. Can you tell your therapist illegal things? Is my secret safe with my therapist? All very important questions that people have going into therapy for the first time. They don't really know how this all works. They're not sure what they can say. They're not sure what they're supposed to say. So we'll get into that on this show. So you've you found that therapist. And like I said, counselorscanhelp.com is a great resource to find that therapist. Uh, how to get the most out of therapy on show three. I would go back and listen to that. It's absolutely critical that you find a person that you feel is right for you. You don't know if you have the right therapist yet. It's your first session. So you're going in there blind, maybe with a recommendation from a friend, family member, whoever, uh, you found this person, you're going to give them a chance. So what do you do? So there's a lot of ways to, to prepare. Um, I'll get through some of the, just sort of the basic administrative stuff. And, um, and then we'll get to, um, things that you probably wouldn't think about or, or wouldn't even know to do. So first there's going to be some sort of paperwork, um, Whoever you see is going to send you or somehow you will receive a fair amount of paperwork that can take you anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour to do. These will have basic things, basic information of, of um, how you're going to pay your insurance, that kind of stuff, your address, all those things, phone number. But they will also have some sort of questionnaire that will basically get to the heart of why are you coming to therapy? What's, what's a little bit of history? What's some background? What do we need to know? What are your goals, etc.? Every therapist has their own stuff that they will send out. So there's no point in, in getting too detailed in that other than just fill it out uh, and don't, don't overthink the, the questions really they're there as a, a kind of a, a thought starter. Um, and so put some stuff down in there and, you know, fill it out, send it back or bring it in, whatever they ask you to do, and just have that ready to go for them that really appreciate it and speed things along on the first session. You would be surprised how many people show up to their first therapy session with that stuff either not filled out, a quarter filled out, forgot to bring it, never got it, you know, what have you. And so now we're having to spend 
um, the first session, a lot of time is then being chewed up by essentially somehow figuring out a way to get this paperwork filled out or giving them a homework assignment to fill it out. I mean, there's just a lot of just basic signatures and things like that that need to legally be done before you can start with your therapist. They have to do those things. And so if you don't have those documents signed or ready to go, then um, that's time that's going to be spent in the therapy session doing that stuff. And that's not really helpful for you. That doesn't really help your situation and just, it just wastes time. So do your best to have that stuff filled out. Um, and so you can have a off to a good start there. Think about how you're paying for the session. You may not have that nailed down. Um, certainly call your, any, uh, health insurance providers that you have or find out specifically, um, how they interact with mental health, uh, professionals, um, the place that you're going to see this person may also have someone there whose job it is to help you with this. So um, don't be afraid to ask questions and find out exactly how you're paying for this, these sessions, how much they're going to cost, does insurance pay for this, etc. cetera. Um, it's not unusual in the, in the mental health field to have people who essentially won't take health insurance. It's a lot of paperwork and they feel like they're worth it. And so they say, here's my cash rate. Maybe on a few people, they'll lower that rate just a bit. But for the most part, they take cash, bring your credit card. That's it. That's all there is to it. So um, it may be that simple. And if that's the case, then then I guess budget or be ready for that amount um, that they're going to ask you to pay on a, on a session. Okay. Um, the first session will uh, likely have you meeting the person. The first session is essentially a get-to-know-you um, objective. So there really is no... Don't have an expectation that, oh, this first session, this person is going to wow me with some new thing or give me some great thing to go work on. Most likely, you may get something um, out of the session, but for the most part, you're going to be really spilling your guts, let's say. Um, it may not be quite that literal, but I mean, the idea is, and I tell folks on my first session, uh, I can't do my job at all or very well at all if I don't understand you. So the first session, it's very important for us to have a conversation about you. Um, and, and I'll get into some specifics here about things that I will specifically ask. So if you come to see me, you'll be very much well prepared. Each therapist will have their own unique way of, of asking for things or, or how they go about things. That's the part of how well you work together. Um, that's important. So there's no universal way of how they go about this. Um, it's just, it's just up to the therapist and, and their way of doing it. Some therapists or offices may have you going through a very long and very dry questionnaire because they have a method that they're using to do that. Um, that's not how I do business. That's not how I do work. So, um, if you come see me, you're going, it's going to be a very loose discussion about some, some key topics that I'll talk to you about right now. So when you, when you come in, we'll, we'll talk about some basic administrative items uh, that I mentioned, and then we're going to get into a key question that I always want to know is why now? Why have you come now? And I ask this because I need to know what was the thing, incident, feeling, whatever it was that has, has got you to this point that you're making this, this appointment with me. Um, it could be something chronic that's gone on for a long time that you're sick of. It could be something that just happened. But I want to know a little bit about the why now. 
because that gives me a, a big window into learning about you. What, what has made this shift? What has made this change of mind to have you come see me? And I need to understand that dynamic. So I'm going to ask you about that. So just be ready to talk about that. What, why did I make this appointment? Does someone make this for me? Am I here because I want to be here? Am I here because I'm sort of feel like I have to be here? Um, those are all great topics for the why now. Um, even the who scheduled the appointment is fine because that that shows, hey, I did it or someone else is asking me to be here. And that's the, the counselor is going to want to know these things. These are important. Um, so that's the first topic um, you would want to be ready to talk about. I would say... One thing you want to definitely avoid, uh, this is the things I should avoid uh, with my therapist, and that is keeping secrets. Keeping secrets in the therapy room is death to therapy. It's, it's going to wind up you having a very poor experience because the person is missing information. Now, I understand Someone who comes in, they kind of feel like, I don't want to word vomit all over this person and just make them think I'm crazy. Well, we don't care about that. Um, I can tell you with 100% certainty, no one is judging you on the amount of information you bring, etc. What we really want is the unvarnished truth from the gut, from the heart. What's the thing that's causing you pain? What's the, what does your life look like now that you wish was different? And you can't have that really great discussion about those really heart-wrenching things if you're holding back information. Now, it's certainly fair uh, for you to say, well, I'm really not, there are some trauma things I definitely want to get to, but um, would it be okay if we held off on that or you know, uh, could we could we not go there initially? But there there is some stuff there. I mean, that's certainly a fair way to do it. Um, and you would work out with a therapist exactly how that would work, or or what kind of information you're you're thinking about or or holding back. And the person may, in some ways, try to talk you out of that because there are ways to get to that stuff, not in a way that you think, and may not be as you imagine that it will be as painful as you believe. So. Um, it's always helpful to be as honest and open as possible. And that will only help you in the end. That gets to the question of how do I get the most out of therapy? What should I tell my therapist? Tell your therapist everything. Um, everything that's relevant, obviously. We don't need to hear your your entire life story. But the relevant things are the really the gut-wrenching ideas, thoughts, memories, things that are screwing up your life screwing up your relationships. What is that? Okay. Now you don't also have to have that all fleshed out, meaning you don't have to say, well, this is why my relationships are, are, this is why I'm being divorced for the third time. This is why I am having to deal with this or that issue. Um, just bring the facts. Um, it's okay to just say, Hey, I'm just ending my, as an example, my third marriage, the thought occurred to me that I'm probably doing something that I need help with, or I don't really understand why this goes the way it does. It all seems to end the same way. 
And I'm just curious to find out if that's something I'm doing. I'm just at a string of bad luck. Um, I don't know. I have no idea what's the deal there, but it's definitely something that's on my mind and I'm concerned about. That's a great way to bring up a topic because you're, you're laying out the facts you're giving the relevant information and the person then can ask you, well, tell me more about that or give me some more details and then you'll, you'll just sort of answer the questions at that point. So, um, um, it's okay to say this issue is of significance and I have no idea why exactly it's going the way it's going and, and we'll work on that. I mean, that's a, that's a great place to, to go there. So topics to discuss with your therapist are really anything that seems to be getting in the way of your life and is making things harder or making things not succeed or, or I imagine my life would look like this and it looks like this other thing that I don't even recognize. I don't even know what to do with that. Okay. So, um, those would all be great topics to bring up and open up to the person and, and just give them a, a sense of what you're battling. Folks, so you should talk about counselorscanhelp.com, but today I'd like to offer you another option of how you can help the show, how you can help me, and that's shoot me an email at Merrill at counselorscanhelp.com. Give me some feedback on the show. Give me what you like about it, what you don't like about it, things you'd like to hear about, or maybe just some good old encouragement. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear where you're listening to the show from, how you found it, anything you want to talk about or ask questions. Certainly uh, shoot me some questions. I can, I can probably help you just a bit. So love to hear from me at Merrill at counselorscanhelp.com. And now we get back to the show and I want to highlight a portion that comes up often and that is what can I tell my therapist or what kind of secrets can we hold inside therapy session? Is my secret safe with my therapist? Um, the answer is generally, as I've just disclosed, depending on what the secret is, if it's not active abuse, if it's not threatening the life of you or someone else, then yes, your secret is safe with us. We cannot disclose it. We can lose our license. Uh, we have to hold that information. Okay, back to the show. and We're going to continue talking about topics to discuss on the first session. The other important thing that I typically want to know about is what's, what do you want out of this? And so to help you with that, what I would typically do is to say, well, whatever's bothering you right now, a miracle happens tonight in your sleep, you wake up and that thing is gone. Um, if it's, if it's uh, a feeling, anxiety, depression, what have you, that's a straightforward thing. Okay, that's no longer there. You wake up tomorrow and that thing is gone. What does your life look like? How does it look differently than it does today? So that gets you now pinpointing, okay, what this does is to say, if it's anxiety, for example, it sounds like anxiety is stopping you from living this way, the way you want to live. You're stuck in this other way of living. I now see what you want as far as how your life would look different. You want it to change, to look more like this new way that you presented. So that's one way of quantifying or explaining what you want out of the sessions. You don't have to say, well, I'll need to know the keys to life or I'll need to know that my anxiety is gone or you, you don't have to put it in very specific, defined, measurable things that you would talk about. 
it's very legitimate and, and sometimes preferred to put it in terms of what your life would look like. Well, if I could just be in these sessions, you would say, and come out of this with, I feel like a better understanding of how relationships work, or I feel like a better way to find a way to get through um, problems or solve problems or work through issues at home that didn't resort to yelling or me slamming things on the table or getting you know all upset. I'd like to be able to work through things and not have that. Okay, those are examples of if I followed you around with a camera, this is what I would see differently in your life. So those are great ways to quantify what you want from therapy because they're very specific and help the therapist understand very quickly what it is that's going on that you're trying to change. These are all very important clues uh, for us to sort of see what's going on, the large picture. We need the information of the large picture so that we can get down into the details and figure out what details are really important for you and where to start. We're trying to prioritize, think about, okay, I have these things I could do with this client, but maybe I would start here. This seems like the most pressing thing. So we're, we're racking all that in our brains, trying to figure out where to start. And ultimately, we're just trying to learn about you. That's what it comes down to in the first session and help you understand that we can talk about anything we want to in this room, help you feel comfortable and give us a sense of who you are. So we now have a better sense of where to go in follow-on sessions because we don't want to waste your time. We don't want to waste our time. We don't want to give you the same advice that your, your friend down the street gives you or that your father has given you. Um, we're trying to break um, this cycle and give you new and fresh things to work on that actually work. Can you tell your therapist illegal things is a question. Um, surprisingly, the answer is yes. Um, so we are bound by a, a code of, of confidentiality. And, and that basically says if you're an adult above 18 and you talk about, okay, this thing you did, you know, when five years ago or whatever it is, um, we can't run to the police and say, Hey, crime to report. Um, we, we, this person was part of a illegal activity five years ago in Des Moines, Iowa, just thought you should know. No, we cannot do that. Um, that can get us sued. Um, that is outside the, the realm of confidentiality. So how this works is if you're an adult, essentially there's nothing that we can run to the police with. Um, we only break confidentiality in, in two large exceptions. And when I say break confidentiality, we go talk to someone about what's going on. There are, there are two major things. One has to do with safety. And the other has to do with abuse. Uh, in the safety discussion, safety includes your safety and the safety of someone else. So um, I've talked about this in previous shows. That's a very high bar. That's, that's something like suicide. That's like um, you're threatening to go actually take the life of another individual. If we have specific and actionable information on a crime that can occur and someone is going to get hurt or it is you, then we have to take action. We are, we're mandated to do that. Another situation that comes up is uh, in many states we're called and they, they call us mandatory reporters or we have to disclose to local authorities 
ongoing abuse. That is abuse, abuse for children uh, under the age of 18. And in some states, uh, the elderly, um, we have to report that. And so there's ways to, to, to report that information. If we think that is occurring actively, um, it, is, it is our requirement to do so. In fact, if, if there's a follow-on investigation and it was determined that we did not report information that we should have, we can actually lose our license. Uh, th- those kind of rules vary state by state and vary by agency, but we're mandated to do that. And so those are the kind of things that we must report. Is my secret safe with my therapist? Um, the answer is generally, as I've just disclosed, depending on what the secret is, if it's not active abuse, if it's not threatening the life of you or someone else, then yes, your secret is safe with us. We cannot disclose it. We can lose our license. Uh, we have to hold that information. You can bring in a third party or have us write a letter, say, to someone or be part of, of some legal activity is possible. But definitely talk that out with your therapist. Um, the bottom line is we can't disclose any of that kind of information to anyone, even if they call and ask. We don't work for them. We work for you. So someone calls us, they're very well-meaning. They could be a family member. They could be an attorney. Um, we're not going to speak to them until we talk to you and we get your written permission that it's okay for us to speak to them or share whatever information you want us to share. We will do that. We work for you. Um, these aren't decisions that we can just go off and, and, and do. Uh, and your secret can also be that you're in therapy. That is a giant secret that most people want to keep. They don't want it known that they're in therapy. So they will spend lots of time driving to places, trying to not be seen, going to places where no one knows them. That's by design. Some people don't care about that. And that's totally your call. That's, that's your right to your information, your privacy. Um, we're going to keep that as well. Somebody calls asking, are you there? We don't know you. Um, it's none of their business. Your secret is that you're in therapy and, and we're okay with that. That's the way the, the system is supposed to work. So those are some ideas or topics that help you with your, your first session. Okay, we've been talking so far about a typical way how this would go, but there are a couple of very atypical ways, unusual ways that first sessions can go. I will point you to my first session. Um, I was in full-blown panic attack walking into the office. I could not sit down. I had to stand there, and it took, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes before I could actually sit in a chair. And so we had to work through that. Uh, the, the, my therapist I went to helped me calm down. We did some meditation. Uh, we're able to get it to where we could have a conversation. So there may be some stuff that we have to get into immediately just to make you feel comfortable or safe to just be able to have these kinds of conversations. Something to note here, too, is it's definitely a discussion about an individual coming to therapy. And this is generally a little bit different discussion, although not that different for how families or couples would go. Um, another added thing about uh, couple sessions or family sessions is obviously the room could get very heated. And it's not unusual to not break up a physical fight, but to have to sort of calm the room down uh, to be able to discuss these very 
basic things that I'm talking about. It would just take a little more effort and a little more excitement going on in the room. And uh, that's not at all unusual. We're equipped to handle that. And so that's just part of the job. And, and that's not to be unexpected on a first session, especially when you're talking family and uh, couples therapy. Some other ideas, things to, to bear in mind for, for success. One is sometimes people bring a spouse or a friend. Uh, again, totally, totally cool. By bringing them into session, you're obviously, there's paperwork that needs to be signed saying that this person is allowed to be there. Again, you uh, okay that, and that's, that's totally up to you. We don't care, honestly. You bring whoever you want. It is helpful. Many therapists think it is helpful to speak to another person on your behalf, at least for a little bit in the earlier sessions, because it helps them get another perspective. It helps them get the opinion of someone else other than you and get to hear what they think the problem is or what they think the, the road to success would look like or why have past therapy sessions not worked out, etc. You're gathering information and now you're gathering from a, another source that has a different point of view. We would always welcome that. That's a wonderful thing. So um, if you want to bring a spouse or a friend to a session, that's okay. You just need to sign some paperwork and they're included as much as you want them included. And again, you, you make that call. Bring an open mind. You're going to, maybe not so much in the first session, but give that therapist some time to do their thing. It may take a few sessions for you to get the hang of what they're, they're doing or maybe warm up to the person. That's okay. Give them some time to develop some kind of a rhythm and, and figure out where it is you're going with therapy before you decide, oh, this person isn't right for me or I don't like this at all. Just bring an open mind. Be ready to start doing things differently Remember, you're, you've probably been caught in this thing for potentially many, many years in, in some cases. So you're looking for new things to change or to break out. It's very important that you be open to those changes and, and try new things. It's a great way to speed up therapy. Um, a great way to also speed up therapy is doing work outside of session is massively important. They can be small things, small little homework assignments, small little experiments. They could also be things like, hey, do you like to read? Do you like to read books on this subject? I have a book that may help you. If you read this book, this would really speed up therapy. There's a lot of good information in here uh, or a podcast or whatever it is. That stuff is, is meant to help you speed things along and, and get the therapist job done quicker. You don't have to do those things. No one is making you do those things. But if you constantly never do the tasks that you were asked to do or, or don't want to read the information or whatever is presented to you, that's your right. But just know that's going to make this thing last way longer and because it's slowing progress way down. So just be open to those kinds of things. And if you can't, if the person says, hey, would you read this book? And you say, well, I'm not much of a book reader. Is there like an audio book or, you know, is there some other way I could take this material? There probably is. Um, so there may be something on YouTube, maybe a cliff notes kind of thing. So, you know, there's lots of ways uh, to do that. One last thing I'd like to highlight is you don't have to bring the solution to therapy specifically. And I've mentioned it a little bit. It's okay to just state matter of factly what the problem is as you see it. Many people have spent years trying to analyze themselves and think, 
I don't know why I'm anxious about this or that, or how come I do this, or I always do this bad habit that I want to stop. I can't seem to figure out why. It doesn't make any sense. And they'll spend time in that session sort of going down that hole of, of the why, which is okay in the first session. That's not, that's not unwanted. But many times the why isn't all that necessary. And I think if you work with me, you'll find that out pretty quickly. I'm not super interested in digging deep into the why. Uh, because in many cases, I think it is part of the problem. It's sort of the thing that's kept you in this cycle for however many months, weeks, years, or however long it's been. So it really depends on the person. It's not important that you answer these deep philosophical questions about why you think you're doing it or where exactly this came from. It's certainly legitimate and good information to say, this all seemed to start back in that time frame back here. This is when, you know, my parents divorced or whatever. I mean, those are, those are good informational clues that help us help you figure out the puzzle. Um, but we're not really interested in your, your Sigmund Freud uh, version of how or why you think it all started um, because there's lots and lots of, of different philosophies on how to do therapy. There's lots and lots of different personalities and techniques on how to do it. If the person that you're working with wants those kinds of answers, they'll ask those kinds of questions um, and they'll help you do that. They're, they're not going to, it's not a test. Uh, it's not something that they'll, you know, look down their nose at you that you don't have this information. They're going to help you get the information that they think is important. Um, if you're seeing me, the why isn't that important. In fact, we, we will probably talk about how the why is keeping you in this, the cycle that you're in. So don't, don't get too wrapped up in that or feel like I can't come to therapy if I don't have a lot of these things sort of sewn up already and, and give the therapist this tight story. Um, don't worry about that. There's, there's lots of ways to get to an ending that you want to achieve the objectives you want that don't require you having to explain exactly why it is you're doing these behaviors. Um, we just want to know, um, the facts and, and what you see as the problems and we'll, we'll help you get there. Very lastly, which is, which is, I hope what would happen to you. I think it does happen to a fair amount of people is you scheduled your first session and all of a sudden, you actually start feeling a little better. Um, that's not unusual. And the, the reason most likely is that it seems like help is on the way. I'm doing something. I'm taking some action that is going to get me some answers here, going to get me some results. That's sort of a, a gentle, easy byproduct, I think, of, of folks who, who make their first appointment. It doesn't apply in all cases. Uh, but don't be surprised if that, if that does happen for you. So ultimately, um, this has been a tutorial a bit on uh, a first session idea and really trying to help you wrap your head around what I can bring, what I want to be prepared to talk about, and really really just how to, how to prepare for a session. We've given you preparation for your first session, what I should tell my therapist, some guidelines, and topics you would want to or habits to avoid, I guess, which is really the, the killer there is keeping secrets. You really don't want to do that to the extent possible. So I encourage you to, um, to address those, um, in a way that you feel is appropriate. If you don't feel like you can talk about those things, then 
then sort of address them in a, in a nondescript way that basically says there's other things here that I'm just not prepared to talk about and, and just be honest to the extent that you can. And that's, that's very helpful. Your counselor will help you walk through the first session. They're not just going to leave you hanging and expect you come with everything perfectly wrapped in a bow. Um, but we've talked about some, some thoughts of why now and certainly what you want to get out of the session is very important um, because that really helps, again, speed this along and get you to to an end where you're feeling better and living the life that you want to live. So ultimately, that's the goal. Um, if you want help with that, then I encourage you to go to counselorscanhelp.com and use the resources there to, to find a therapist. Uh, one last thing I want to leave you folks with is you may be listening to this show or or thinking, how could I be of help to this show? And there are many things that you could do. And one specific thing um, that I would ask you to do is, is give this show to another person, spread this show along. If you have a friend, family member, loved one, coworker, etc., that is, you think could benefit from the topics on this show, then definitely give that information to them. You've just now potentially made a life changing thing for that person. You didn't, it didn't require you to get a degree in this. It didn't require you to spend a lot of time doing it. You just thought of them and gave them the information and passed that along. You're part of that chain. If another therapist comes along and helps that person and that person's life is changed, that is in part in no small way because of you. So helping somebody in a profound way could be an act just as simple as offering them the link to the show, going to counselorscanhelp.com and talking to them about what's on the show and hopefully you can change a life. So that's it for this show. I'm Merrill Fink. I'll talk to you again on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. Views expressed on the show are those of myself, my guests, for the benefit of mental health discussion and are not the views of any outside organization. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing. 